played it backwards. Hold on. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, April. Welcome. Really dose of Riptide. Welcome back to Real Talk. Good to be here. How's everyone doing? A while, huh? Pretty good. It has been a while. So we are going to be introducing a very, very special guest in a few moments. But first, I'll pass the ball down to Haley. How have you been doing in our podcast break? Haley and I and our little musical duo, the Haley's, we actually dropped our a single called now and then just for a little shame there so that's been happening how about you april uh just got off reading week and didn't do a whole lot <laughs> i was super motivated at the beginning of the week to do homework that didn't happen so now i'm kind of paying the price now at the beginning of the week have a assignment due tomorrow that i'm nowhere near done nice yeah um honestly not much has changed for me i've just been living the online school dream uh you know when people say they're living the dream that they are indeed not actually living the dream at all um but that's where I'm at yeah and I now realize that I kind of started this intro thing without really having any idea if we actually had anything interesting to say does anyone have anything else they would like to add before we move on to our guest or what are you guys thinking so since we have nothing else to say let me introduce our old friend We've got Ethan Frey's in the house today. Hello, Ethan. Hello. It's How good to be here. We're happy to have you. Don't sound so excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a hard time expressing emotion. It's been a while. What you been up to these days, Ethan? Oh, um, well, you know, school, of course, you know, engineering classes. Uh, just been watching, watching some TV, watching some that WandaVision show. Yeah, so me and Wyatt are just we text each other every Friday, like, oh, what's what's going on in this crazy show? For people who listen to this and do watch that show, what is going on at this point in the show? I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, fair enough. Wait, no, what? <laughs> I guess there's a watch it. What is that about? Well, it's you know, it's a Marvel show. You know, Ooh. you have. Wanda Maximoff and The Vision, and they're in love, and they're living their perfect 50s, 60s, 70s, every, you know, their perfect sitcom life at the expense of others. That's my spoiler-free recap. All right, I'll pass it over to Alistair. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to get right into this. Ethan has a lot of very interesting stories that I'm beyond excited to probe him about, um, with his consent, of course. Ethan, I'm just going to get straight to the point and ask you as simply as I possibly can to talk about you being wanted as a bomb terrorist. Um, yeah, okay. Let's just dive right into it. That's, um, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I wrote down some, uh, some notes because it's a big story. There's a lot that happened and it's been a couple of years since it happened. So uh, here we go. Yeah. Once upon a time, I was sitting in my room. And I was looking at my alarm clock and I'm like, this clock doesn't have enough, enough style, enough character. So I'm like, I'm going to tape, I'm going to glue some cardboard tubes together and it's going to look like a pipe bomb, right? I do that. It looks great. I post them on, I posted on my Instagram. Instagram was dry, didn't have anything to post. So that's what I did. Fast forward a couple of years. I'm working at camp 
I have this alarm clock to wake me up in the morning, like you do. I take it home every weekend. One weekend, I'm go I'm driving from my grandma's house to Red's in Manitou because I got to work a shift. You know, reach reach for a nice tea that my grandma gave me. That's in the in the cup holder. Look back towards the road, and then I do do a couple swerves, head off the off the road, flip the car. You know, uh, like you do. So yeah, I crawl out. I call my dad. I'm like, yo, I got to get to work still. You know, people are counting on me, you know, make it to work, whatever. Just a good employee, really. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> Sadie. Sadie's going to angrily text me if I don't, you know, show up. What am I going to, what am I going to say? Uh, yeah. So I do my shift. I go back to camp the, you know, the following week. I tell my story thinking that's all it's going to be just a little story of how I roll my car, walk away unscathed. But then midweek, I get uh, I get this call from the camp office and it's my dad. And he's like, yo, guess what, buddy? You're famous. And I'm like, interesting. Please elaborate. I went over to the, you know, the tow company to clear out your car, get all your belongings out. Then I, I look at this, he, he looks at this alarm clock. He's like, I don't want to carry this through the, through the garage, you know? People are going to tackle me thinking I have a bomb, right? So he leaves it in there. Big mistake, of course, because then somebody else finds it. Of course, doesn't know it's an alarm clock, you know, and they, they call the cops. The cops, of course, they call the bomb squad in from Winnipeg or wherever it's located. Um, like one does. Like one does. Yeah, you know, like what you do when there's a bomb. I guess so, yeah. I get all this information. I'm like, and he says that the cops want to talk to me because I planted a bomb, essentially. So I'm like, okay. Um, so then he says he's going to pick me up. I hang up. Then I'm just like, I go into, I go into the fishbowl or the, the, the break room. And I'm like, guys, stop talking. Nothing you say is as interesting as, as this right now. I just got a call. The cops are looking for me. I planted a bomb. Long story, I'm gonna. I gotta leave, right? <laughs> then I go to the. I go to the camp director's office. I knock on the door. I open it. He's in a meeting with someone. I'm like, "Yo, Chris, I gotta leave camp. I I gotta leave camp for an hour or so. The cops are involved. Don't worry about it. Either an hour or so, or 25 years, like depending no, on what happens. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not really a. a a good thing to say to the director of a Bible camp, you know, the cops are looking for me. My dad picks me up and he tells me of how like he was just chilling at home after, of course, he left the tow place and he gets this call from his mom and she's like, yeah, it's so weird. There's like, they closed off the whole industrial district. I don't know what's going on. I think they said there is a bomb or something. My dad's like, hmm, that sounds weird. Say, stay safe, mom. Hangs up, thinks a little bit. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I just saw a bomb at the tow place. That's in the industrial district, right? He's like, dials 911 or the, or I guess just the police station Winkler. He's like, yo, uh, that bomb that you guys are looking at, yeah, that's actually my son's and it's just an alarm clock, you know? We've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, I guess he calls me now, picks me up and uh, yeah, so we get to the station in Winkler. We, we're waiting in the waiting room. To our, to our right is 
this display case of like all these confiscated like homemade weapons and everything my dad's like your bomb's gonna be in there soon right <laughs> uh, i'm like you know it might be nice uh, yeah so we, we get called in and the the cops that come in they got my bomb my alarm clock in like an evidence bag I plop it on the table and i'm like yep yep that's it and they, they're like so they're like this situation we we all see this is very funny right there there is real like like light-hearted talk we understand the situation is very funny we we find it pretty funny you're not we're not pressing charges or anything this isn't going to go on a record we're just really impressed we would have no idea how we would make something like this i'm like oh just a couple tubes taped together <laughs> yeah no no big deal it was it was fun so slap on the wrist and you're out not even a slap on the wrist it was like, we're gonna praise your ability to <laughs> construct a bomb <laughs> I, I think possibly my favorite part of the story was that you you referred to it multiple times actually as the bomb so I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, that's pretty in slip. i mean <laughs> and also one one other crazy part of this whole thing is that i thought that this car accident and the bomb were two separate stories without even realizing that they were on the same day. Like that is like an absolute like rock star lifestyle move. Not on the same day. It was like, you know. I guess but like in the same uh yeah. in like the same sequence. It's the same story. Wait, so you did roll your car and still go to work, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course. That's employee of the year material. Wow. <laughs> would have been just beat out by that. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, there's more to the story yet. Oh, um, because as we're, as we're driving, I don't know where we're driving to, but as we're driving away from the station, um, we drive by this, guy, by this guy on a bike. And I'm like, looking at him. He's like, I'm like, that really looks like my uncle. We get closer. I'm like, yep, that's Uncle Terry. That's Tim. So we pull over. Um, I forgot to mention, but the cops had talked to him about me like, to like build, a, build like a profile on me, I guess. Boy. They showed up at his work. So we pull over. And he's like, yo, what's up, guy? I, I thought you'd be behind bars by now. He he tells us of like how they just marched into his work because he works with the guy who towed my uh, my car into the into the the auto body or whatever. So they talk they talk to this guy, and then he points them towards my uncle, and then they come up to my uncle and they're like, "Has your nephew Ethan has he been displaying any strange behavior lately?" <laughs> like, uh, I don't think so. What's this about? No, that's classified. We can't tell you. My my uncle, he tells me that he was thinking at the moment, he's like, Ethan, if they don't catch you, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> as as you say, wild coincidence, you know, running into him. But yeah, we get back to camp. I I tell my story. I try to Im impress a couple ladies, you know, we gotta milk that for all it's worth. That's a power move. Yeah. And it almost worked too, but that's another story. <laughs> wow. So you got to keep I love it. Right? You did get to keep it. No, they actually they took it. Oh, they did? I, I you think they put it I, on the wall. I haven't been in there <laughs> since then. I guess that's good. I'm trying, to, trying to keep myself <laughs> in line, but um <laughs> I I probably could have kept it if I asked. Nice enough. It's still up on my Instagram if you want to scroll through <laughs> <Right>. cringy yeah. <laughs> posts. Yeah. Thank you for retelling that story. Yeah, no problem. It's a blast. It did, it did end up on Pemina Valley Online, didn't it? 
Yeah, I didn't get named or anything. Right, I guess you were. But, you know, it's on there. That is well, awesome. Ethan's no stranger to the news. I wonder if we'll be able to play a clip of this. That's podcast of, of Ethan on, I think it's City News. Oh, I can't remember. Find the clip, I'll insert it right here. But if not, Ethan, I just want to ask plain and simple, what's your opinion on geese? Oh, um, well, I'm not scared of them. Ooh. I'll tell you that. Huh. Funny enough, I have a story involving geese. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so, uh, what was it? 2018, maybe 2019, winter. I'm walk. There was geese around, so I guess it wasn't quite winter. I'm walking from my my place in University College, University of Manitoba. I'm walking towards a class or something. There's geese all around me. No big deal. They're only birds, you say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this goose. He's, he's, he, he eyes me up, he stretches his neck out and he starts hissing at me. I, I, I extend my arm, I put up a finger like telling him no. I tell him, I tell him to screw off, except, you know, more, more, pow, more vulgar language, you could say. Oh my God. Um, and you know what? It worked. That, that goose did screw off. Put him in his place. So as I learned later, you're supposed to, you know, kind of like imitate a goose head. So like having your like stick like your, your head finger. out. Well, no, like <laughs> like I mean, you extend your arm with your finger as like a goose tongue, and you kind of like imitate what they do to All scare right. them off. But yeah, then I guess I don't know how later, how much later, a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. Um, I'm walking to a class, um, and then I see it's I don't the know, same goose. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I know, I know I say this now, but if that goose didn't like leave me alone, I was fully prepared to just punt it into, into the bushes. <laughs> and I, I say I would have, I don't know if, you know, we all, we all say we would, but I don't know. Total TKO. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, global news or city news, I, I, I forget which it was, they're on campus. And I'm like, oh, news. I'm walking right towards them because they're, in between me and where my class is. I, I, I slick my hair down, make sure it looks nice. I look down, I'm like, okay, I, I wore a good, nice sweater today. I'm walking, then they turn to me. I'm like, yes, it's my moment to shine. <laughs> like, Excuse me, sir. Uh, we're doing a report on the, the geese problem at U of M. And I'm like, yes. They're like, do you have any encounters with geese? I'm like, oh boy, do I have an encounter with geese? I, I tell them the story. They. They asked me a couple questions. I only got like five minute, five like five seconds of airtime tops. So, but hey, I'm I, I was on TV, so that's all that that counts. Yeah, definitely worth it. Well, those U of M geese think they're so tough. Really? Well, all all geese think. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, I will pass the ball to April. April, what? <laughs> yeah, April, you're up. Are we going into questions right away? Sure. All right. So we have some questions for Ethan, as Ethan might have questions for us. But we kind of thought this would be uh, some fun, some fun stuff just to rekindle maybe some old memories or get to know each other more, I guess, since I don't know, we've known each other for quite a while. Um, but yeah, have some fun, get some new insights to each other so to kick it off Ethan what are your thoughts on extraterrestrial life 
I mean, hey, bacteria are very resilient. So uh, I'll say there's definitely life out there because there are there are rovers on Mars that came from Earth and they could have a trace of bacteria on them. So there there is life in space. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. As to life originating from space, I'm hopeful. Uh, statistically, yes, I'm sure there is life out there. You know, I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. If that's kind of what you were, what we're going for, I, I have a, an interesting twist I'd like to take on this question. Do you, aliens from the future are watching us right now? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a thought. Yeah. Like I'm just saying. Could be. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> hmm. All right then. All right, we'll move on to our. Oh, I think April wants to ask this next one. Sure. <laughs> Okay, Ethan, you're on death row. Uh-oh. What is your last meal? You know, there's so many great meals out there. <laughs> you can put uh, a bunch of stuff combined too, I would say. I think like they, they look for like whatever. I guess it should be memorable. Maybe I should make them work for my last meal. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna kill me, they might as well. I might as well make them work for it. Yeah. Uh, maybe something that has to be cooked so slowly, so slowly I have time to just exist without worrying about anything, maybe. Or I don't know, maybe just a lasagna. <laughs> That's a good move too. <laughs> a while. I have no idea. I was I, uh... actually just like, I was actually just thinking about what Ethan said. I'm like, huh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Like, if they really are going to give you anything for your last meal, what if you like, like had something imported that they didn't have and so like you they'd have to wait like a day or two for it to come in like you just spared your life for a day uh, or two a day. i also i'm really unsure of how in charge you are of that type of thing april like oh yeah it's gonna take three months for this food to come in so you just <laughs> yeah, have to make it live they'd be like I no want, you're i want lean cuisine <laughs> i actually i read a story once about there's this one guy who ordered like a monster meal for his last meal on death row. And like, I can't remember, I could try to find it at some point, but he didn't eat like a single bite of it. And so I think at least for that state, they decided that like, you don't even get a request for your last or <laughs> They literally ruined it for everyone else. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> All right, I'll just move on to our third question we have prepared. Uh, Plain and simple. What is your morning routine? Your bomb alarm clock goes off. What happens next? <laughs> uh, let's see. I wake up. I turn off my alarm. Go back to sleep. Wake up again to my second alarm. Turn it off. Go back to sleep. Wake up to my third alarm. Um, turn it off. Lie in bed and try to find the motivation to exist. You know, I don't have a fourth alarm, so I can't go back to bed. So now you got to mm-hmm. be alone with your thoughts. Then get up, take a shower, sit in front of the computer for, and, you know, do class. Sounds too familiar. Oh, I forgot. I make coffee. Coffee. That's important. Oh, for sure. I think, honestly, most most mornings I'll set, like, a minimum of five alarms, just in case. Like, some days I'll set eight or nine. Like, I think (laughs) I have alarms in five-minute intervals from, like, seven to to nine like i have like i'm flipping through them right now there's like 50. (laughs) i usually have one alarm wake up hit snooze once and then i'm out 
then I wake up and like I've gotten into day. like a new thing like what I'll do now is I'll I'll put my phone on the other side of the room so I have to get up oh to turn it off smart yeah and then I'll just kind of get up and like rip sports center I'll usually just be laying on the <laughs> oh have you guys seen those alarm clocks that when they go off they actually like they like move around so like like they actually like go around on your floor and actually like move and you have to get up and chase it and wait. like turn it off <laughs> wait are they like that would work yeah or what is what like, they just like vibrate so fast like in cartoons that they move around they're like <laughs> i'm not entirely i think i think it's on wheels like it could be like the vacuum cleaners that are like robots it's like the same thing. <laughs> terrifying just gets I, I wish they would come out with like a way that it would like shake you or like electrocute your bed or something so that you would literally like, <laughs> like the only option you can't go back to you know because like there there could be a million dollars in the other room and like honestly when it's early in the morning like i would rather hit snooze no i not feel that <laughs> no sense of what's important when you just want to sleep I've seen one where uh, the alarm goes off and then this and th this guy like built his own custom bed where like the alarm goes off and then it starts to like count down from 10, I guess. And then when the, when the countdown ends, the bed just like flips up and flings him <laughs> against the wall. <laughs> That's like, a, I think it's in the Flintstones where like Fred has this whole crazy Rube Goldberg like alarm clock where once the sun is shining bright enough, it like breaks a string that drops a rock on his head. Oh, fun fact I read about the Flintstones. Did you know the uh, Flintstones was the first animated cartoon that aired a uh, husband and a wife uh, in the same bed going to sleep? That's kind of scandalous. Do you know what that was? Like, what decade was that? The Flintstones? Yeah. Flintstones were around when my parents were kids, and that was in the 1960s. I bet it's back in the 50s. I'll look it up here. Yeah. yeah. Flintstones is old. Oh, it says here 1960 to 1966. Wow. Long time ago, but not too long ago. Think about it. Speaking of long ago, um, our next question here says, if you had a time machine, what year would you go to and why? Ethan would be the one to invent the time machine. For real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not that smart. Um, I got a concussion a couple of years back and that kind of has inhibited my intellectual ability somewhat. Maybe, maybe I'd prevent that. Uh, you know, I'd do this. I'd travel back to, ooh, I don't know, 1910 or something. I don't know. I'd study up on Nicholas Tesla or Nikola, whatever his name is. I'd stud mm -hmm. study up on Nikola Tesla. I'd travel back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'd kill him. Maybe I wouldn't. But I'd just, I'd be, I'd be the new Nikola Tesla, and I'd go down in history as the smartest man who ever lived. Ooh, power move. Yeah, something like that. I think for me, the move is like ancient Egypt. Like, can you imagine just literally hanging out in ancient Egypt? I think about that a lot, specifically ancient Egypt. That's a reason. <laughs> it's like kind of weirdly romanticized too, I guess. But it's fascinating time right i don't know they did such amazing things and like it's, it's honestly crazy like how disconnected we are like from from anything in ancient history too it's like oh like 1960 that was so long ago and it's like it's nothing in like the scheme of time i got a call from egypt once april 
Stop from ancient Egypt? Wow, they must have been tired okay, not ancient Egypt, but from, like, you know how you get, like, like, those scammers and stuff, or, like, those, like, telemarketers, like, those calls? Yeah, I have them mm. from Egypt once. Nice. Yeah. All right, bro. All right, Haley, do you have the next question pulled up here? All right, April put one in the chat. I did. What is the one thing you've always wanted to do? Hmm. You know, I've never been to Disneyland. Wyatt keeps texting me or not. he always brings it up in like conversation. He's like, man, we should go to, we should go to Universal Studios or Disneyland or something one of these days. Trip. And I'm like, man, yes, we should. But student loans. <laughs> Ethan, if you were to go there, would you rather go on a road trip or just take a flight? Road trips are dope. Like, not going to lie. Um, I'd, I'd probably do a road trip. For sure. Wow. I, I feel like this is a, a semi-unpopular opinion, but I hate road trips. Like, I just can't stand what, to go the road. What about them do you hate? Um, you know, good question. Um, I don't know. I don't like just kind of sitting down, like, in, you know, this Fair constricted position for a long period of time. I guess that is probably the number one reason. I don't know. And you can't really, like, do anything either. Like, you can kind of, like, read or, like, hang out, but it's, like, I don't know. And the flight is way quicker. Def- definitely a fan of flying. Would it make a difference if you went on a road trip in like one of those like mini home vans where it's like a home in the back, but you get to drive it? Yeah, yeah, it would make a difference. You're right. Um, I'll buy one of those. Thank, thank you for that. Motor <laughs> summer <laughs> Well, like, yeah, like like if you were in a limo or something, it'd be pretty sweet. But like honestly, having your like legs bent for hours on end is just a nightmare. Yeah. It sounds cool, but I wouldn't want to be the one driving. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. love driving. I love driving. Long distance and on the interstate, I just get sick of it. Oh, I wouldn't mind that, actually. You yeah. can just kind of go on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Bro, life is a highway. Have that rip in. Who's going to ride it all life long? <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly, I am going to become, I'm, I'm going to be a truck driver. Please. Actually, I, I listened to a podcast the other day where this this guy from the states says apparently that truck the truck driving industry is going to be taken over by robots like literally like by by automatic vehicles or like self-driving vehicles so scary. i don't know like Sorry, April. heaviest vehicles but i tried actually one one cool thing i learned the other day just on the topic of of driving and being bored and stuff is that apparently if you're driving in slow traffic so say in the interstate where it's not very busy it's actually like beneficial to have like minor distractions so like stuff like listening to the radio or like listening to like a trivia trivia show or something which some people kind of say is like distracting to your thought process but like it could actually be better than just doing nothing because your mind doesn't wander Um, you don't just kind of go like you know like a blind autopilot honestly yeah because it's busiest like you you it's probably best if you have like no distraction exactly like people who have road rage it's like unless you're like for something it's like chill in your car and listen to tunes like what's so bad about it yeah tunnel vision is actually like a, like i've had tunnel vision before driving home like i had oh, yeah. it one time driving from morden back to town and like you know how they're like there's those two curves right so you go around the first one and then the second one and then you're in manitou yeah. i <laughs> do not remember like no recollection at all of driving those curves i just remember thinking to myself i'm already in manitou how the heck did i get here like no recollection <laughs> of that drive this is proof of teleportation 
but no tunnel vision is so scary because like you have no awareness of what's happening like on either side of you you just like zone into the road for sure there's a there's like things that can happen too if you like perform really intense physical activity especially like in the cold like how people who do like these really cold water swims Mm -hmm. like actually be like it's like called like swimming unconscious where it's like they honestly don't even think for the last like few hours and they just don't even remember it because mostly because their body's so cold and they're so tired like i've had before where it's like if you're like skating really hard for a long time and it's like you just go a long time without even like thinking a single thought it's like wait like i'm here <laughs> i exist Weirdest thing ever alistair's our uh, star child player don't even say that. I'm moving on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair's been getting pucks to the shins uh, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, no comment. Um, there's another question in the chat here. I like this one. I think this could really go off the rails with some of our opinions on it, I'm sure. Um, so the question reads, what fashion trends do you just not get? Well, first of all, fashion shows, that's not fashion. <laughs> That's 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 my hot take. Always um, triggered. Like to ask. I agree that high fashion is yeah. not. Oh yeah. Not what mm-hmm. every well, obviously not what everyone wears, but I feel as if it represents what is the concept of what will become mainstream fashion. But I agree, some of it looks crazy. <laughs> um, but, oh yeah, you um uh, like supreme and all that like um mm-hmm. ex- uh, i guess gucci um like expense like expensive ass clothing like yeah just like ultra designer yeah, yeah like there's a uh, there's a recent story or uh, a, a story that was trending recently of like this discount uh, clothing store like they disguise their store as this um, luxury clothing store and like nobody could tell the difference so you're paying like four hundred dollars for like a thirty dollar pair of high heels or something Anyways, it's just mm-hmm. it just looks like regular clothing I don't know I'm sure the quality is slightly better than your average brand but like you're paying how much for like a white t-shirt yeah well people do anything for clout you know, yeah. especially it, it's weird with, with fashion these days, how like, I don't know, obsessed people are with like, I don't know, going broke to look rich, I guess. Yeah, literally. And like, it's just crazy. Cause like, you're like, you're just basically paying to flex and say that you have that name brand on you. Like that's the only reason why you're paying so much. Mm-hmm. I, I think the move is to not wear anything with like logos on it. So it's like, no one can even, know. it's like the same plain back shirt I've been wearing like every other day since grade 11 and yeah honestly the only thing worth splurging on is shoes because you need good mm. shoes but other mm. than that mm. I agree. you can make any fit look pretty good just with it, like a good pair of shoes True. yes and no but yes Game. <laughs> also when did people think start thinking it was okay to wear the color yellow <laughs> someone had to say it I'll take, I'll take. That's a very hot take. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, I know a couple of people who are very passionate about the color yellow and will wear it whenever they can. Yeah, I could see that. I know that two sure. people whose favorite color is yellow. Secret or what? 
I mean, we all, we all four of us know them. Oh, I think it's Brianna oh. and Wyatt or something. Well, Is staff server company yellow? I don't know. I completely went over my head. <laughs> well, yeah. that's kind of all the questions we have, but Ethan actually has a couple questions for us. Mm-hmm. Rip. I prepared one question for everyone. Oh, oh boy. They're personalized. Um, oh. I'm sweating. Start with Haley's question. Oh. Oh. I mean, I guess everyone can answer these questions. Right? That's what we've been doing so far. Help me. <laughs> but we'll, we'll start with Haley. Um, uh, your favorite or most memorable movie quote? Oh. Oh, actually, you know what? There's this really, oh, let's see if I can remember it. I used to watch this show called Preacher. It was on AMC, supporting actress. Her name is Tulip, and she's just kind of like a badass character. We love that. She's on her way to meet up with her like ex-boyfriend who like kind of like decided to try to clean up his life and go back to um, preaching at the church. And he's she's just like, nah, that's not who you are. I'm going to go back, find you, and we're going to be together. Um, okay, so the context is she meets these little kids and this girl's like, oh, boys are gross or whatever. And she's like, well, if you're lucky enough to fall in love, you have to be even stronger and fight like a lion to keep it alive. Because she was kind of like against love. And you know what? Like, love's not easy. And you got to fight for it sometimes because that's kind of what she's on her journey to go do is like fight for this relationship and because she kind of knows they're kind of soulmates and stuff. So I kind of like that kind of in the context she said it too. She's just a really strong female character. So I liked, I liked her vibe. Quote from the pilot episode actually. So yeah. Oh. I have a quote, but it's stupid. <laughs> Obviously, because we wouldn't be thinking of smart ones here. Um, It's from... Not my favorite movie. It's from my favorite, not my favorite, but it's a, what do you call it? Like a trilogy, I guess, that I appreciate a lot, which is the Maze Runner series. I've read the books and watched the movies. And (laughs) in the second movie, The Scorch Trials, they find this bunker that they're staying in because they escape from the people that are supposedly trying to keep them safe, but they're actually like, they work for the bad people. Anyway, so they escape from that place and they find like this old abandoned place in the desert and they're staying there out of the sand storms and stuff like that. Anyway, and Newt, he's one of the main characters. <laughs> I don't know why this quote always stays in my head, but it does. And I laugh every single time. Like I will watch it repeatedly in the movie just for him to hear, or for him to say it. And he looks at uh, Thomas and he's like, people in the mountains, mountain people. And I don't know why, but every time I watch it, it gets funnier and funnier every time. Um, I think like Pulp Fiction is probably one of my favorite movies. Um, and there's a scene where, um, what's his name? I think it's Julian, right, is his name. And where like, he's a gangster, right? Oh, now I'm gonna be spoiling part of the story for it. I'll just say he has a guy at, he has a guy at gunpoint at this point and he says like an adapted version of a bible verse which is like really kind of like trippy I guess and in a way like I guess sort of ironic right where he says the path of the righteous man is beset and all actually I won't read it all um 
But he just says, like, I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger, those who attempt to poison my brothers and sisters. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. And crazy things happen after it. It's kind of hard when you think about it. April studies. <laughs> I do. I study at Steinbeck Bible College. That's right. Go Wildcats. The what? I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, what? We're the, we're the flames. You're actually the flames? Yep. Neat. All right. Sorry, Ethan, you had a you had another question? Uh start out with April. Uh what band or artist did you last listen to and how did that song make you feel? What were you feeling in that moment? <laughs> so uh it was Mariana's Trench. And it was All to Myself by Mariana's Trench. Um I don't know if you you guys probably know the song. It's pretty popular. Um, what was the second half of that question? How was I feeling? What was I feeling? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> should I like play like just a little snippet of it? Go for it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Let me just. Uh... So little <laughs> little snippet of it. Um honestly Mariana's trench is low-key like kind of good. Yeah. Um as for the emotion behind it, yeah. I it's a good song, especially the chorus. The chorus just kind of if you've been in your feels recently then the chorus hits like quite a bit. So I wasn't really in my feels, but kind of was a little bit. But anyway, the chorus just kind of, chorus just kind of slapped in the moment. And I was, I was, I was vibing hard. I, I just opened my Spotify to see what my last played song is. Like, I think for most people, it'd probably be like an obscure one that no one actually knows. Like it's, it's literally called intro. Um, that's <laughs> Um, but he has a, a an interesting line in it actually where he says, um, he's like, I'm going to get up today. I don't know how, but I'm going to find a way. Searching for the sun in a world of gray, feeling like my dream is a world away. Oh. And I don't know. I guess I guess it depends on the last time I listened to it. Um, it was in the morning. wasn't really in much of a, uh, wasn't making much of an effort to real, really feel like emo or anything. But uh, I don't know. In a way, it's kind of uplifting. Oh, uh, um, keep it interesting. I was gonna say uh, one of the things I was listening to is curtains, but I've talked about curtains enough the past four years of my life. So, anyway, that that's on there. But there's this band from Europe called Truces, and they have an EP called um, ah, what's it called? Anyways, there's a song on it called Oh No. The artist is called Truman, and he has a song called I think it's Some Party, and I don't know. All his um songs are very like piano heavy, so that just makes me. Like feel happy about it and there's one lyric that goes you can't wake up on the wrong side of the bed and say you woke up with that decision in your head and that just kind of like in a feels mm. moment but it's just kind of like you can't just wake up one day and tell me that you haven't been feeling this way for a long time you know like you don't just make decisions like think about it for a while you know anyways he has some really good music and some really good lyrics so that's mm. what I've been listening to Oh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It's like, you just have some problems you, you aren't dealing with very well. Mm -hmm. 
I guess this question is kind of redundant. It's when was the last time you got emotional? That kind of bleeds into that music question. Oh, I have a good one, actually. Um, not that it's even super emotional, really. Um, but I watched Goodwill Hunting the other day. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Um, yep. As it was honestly quite interesting. It's a, like about a guy who's like, he's like a math prodigy, but like he's, he's kind of an underachiever, I guess you could say, or he's kind of not interested in really like pursuing that. And I don't know, it just kind of like gave, you, gave me a lot to think about too, just kind of about like, you know, the paths you kind of choose to go down and kind of which type of potential lies where. I don't know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, maybe reflect a bit. Not that that's super emotional, but I think that counts for me. April? Um, I know for myself, it was during this semester and I'm in a course called crisis counseling. And so for y'all that don't know, I am doing a major in counseling. Yes, I would like to be a counselor uh, after I'm done school. And so uh, any counseling courses, you'll catch me in there. Anyway, so I'm in one and, <laughs> and uh, we had to read a book and it is called When It Feels Like the Sky is Falling by Norman Wright, who is a counselor himself. And I read that book and it's like a counseling session in a book for yourself, but you also learn at the same time. And so it takes you through what it takes you through kind of like what the environment of a counselor should be like within yourself sort of thing and so you go through it to learn the environment that you're like you should be like as a counselor anyway and so after I read that book there was some things in there that it said you know like like if there's things that you haven't dealt with try these and see how they feel um for you and so I did them and one of them I actually did start crying as I was doing it. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't get emotional. Like, I don't cry very often. And so I was like, what is going on? So I went through it and I read the book and it was really good. But yeah, that was kind of like the last time I got emotional was through that through that book. Yeah, I heard a really interesting thing, the psychology other day where he kind of talks about like for these people who are counselors or therapists if you are in that type of position and you just actually are really a good listener which I guess like I'm guilty of not being a very good listener but like if you can really listen to people for like a long period of time without even having to say anything like I don't know it just kind of creates more of an atmosphere where people are going to want to be honest and he says like if you if you actually listen and aren't kind of controlling the conversation like people will tell you the craziest stuff you know, if, if they can, I guess, trust that you're going to kind of let them say, say what's on their mind, if that's actually kind of what you want for them, right? I, yeah, I get that. Because I feel like I've even talked to my friends sometimes who I guess are good listeners, because I'm like saying something and then I start like, almost feels like you're spiraling because you're like, you keep going in more in depth and more in depth. And the more you talk, you're like, dang, I've never actually said this out loud. Mm -hmm. That's where the good stuff is, but yeah. Oh, last time I got emotional been a while actually you know what I'm gonna bring it back to curtains but we're gonna talk about it a different way I was <laughs> listening to the soundtrack and I always try to avoid it honestly because it's a hit or miss whether it'll make me extremely sad or extremely happy but I think I'm at the point where it's just like happy it happened sort of thing anyways 
just reminiscing about not even like oh I'm so sad it's over but like just like reminiscing about you know it was a good time and it's a happy it's a happy thing I got in my feels but it wasn't it wasn't depressing it was a good time so it's important Don't cry because it's over smile because it happened <laughs> hey, got Dr. Seuss up in the house <laughs> but I don't know I think it's important to be able to look back on stuff and not think everything's sad and just to I don't know, appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is honestly like time has been flying by here. Mm-hmm. I think for uh, for our listeners' sake, are we kind of thinking of wrapping up here? Does anyone have any last things they want to add? I will announce actually that our next guest on the podcast will be the one and only Quentin Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be I haven't good talked one. to that man in ages. Another, another NMC graduate with us. And uh, a big thank you to Ethan for hopping on the call today. Yeah, yeah thanks for being with us. Thanks for letting me in. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that's some great stories there. Happy to share with everyone. Mm-hmm. All right, April, you got anything else to say? <laughs> I was just going to ask, am I uh, doing the outro here or what? Oh, yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah. Alexa, play Riptide. <laughs> <laughs> also, my mom got me an actual ukulele capo, so you're going to be ripping on the ukulele now. I also I play ukulele now for all our listeners. Take us home, apes. <laughs> <laughs>